2: This is People Every Day. Coming up... Two people
1: went on a trip, one person returned.
2: The latest in the case of Gabby Petito's mysterious disappearance, following a cross-country trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, who returned home safe and sound and alone. Plus, everything you need to know about the Emmy Awards this weekend and a peek inside People's annual Best Dressed list. It's September 17th. Happy Friday to all, and to all a happy Friday. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. The weekend is basically here, and my weekend will be fabulous and full of famous people, as I will be hosting People and Entertainment Weekly's Emmy Awards live red carpet special on Sunday night, joined by my guy, Jeremy Parsons, from People, the TV show. Still not sure which dress I'm wearing, but... Hair will be braided. Nails will be done. I'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> so this Sunday at 6 p.m. ET or 3 p.m. PT, make sure to tune in to People.com, EW.com, People TV, or People and EW's social channels to watch me and Jeremy chatting with all the hopeful stars as they head into TV's biggest event. Have I watched every nominated show? No, but I'm working on it. Someone who has, though, People's TV editor, Brienne Heldman is here now to quickly take you through what to expect and her big predictions. Take it away, Brienne.
3: TV's biggest night is finally here on Sunday with Cedric the Entertainer emceeing the big show on CBS. The event will have a smaller audience than usual, just nominees and their dates, and is taking place in an air-conditioned tent. But the point is, it won't be the Zoomies like last year. You're also not going to see the same stars. We're going to have a lot of new winners. This year had 45 first-time nominees in the acting categories alone, and that includes a whopping seven nominees for Ted Lasso. I suspect the show will take home the big prize for Outstanding Comedy, while star Jason Sudeikis will continue his winning streak for Best Actor in a Comedy. As for the ladies, Jean Smart is damn near untouchable for her role in Hacks. In Dramaland, The Crown is poised to reign supreme with wins in Outstanding Drama Series and lead actress for Emma Corrin, who blew everyone away as Princess Diana. I'm still not over it. The race for Best Actor in a Drama is a little trickier, though I suspect The Crown's Josh O'Connor will fall to the mighty Billy Porter's heart-wrenching performance in the final season of Pose. But let's get real. It's really all about the limited series categories that everyone will be watching this year as the Queen's Gambit takes on Mayor of Easttown. I'm personally team Gambit, but I think they're going to split the wins in the two places where they're truly facing off. Kate Winslet will best Anya Taylor Joy for lead actress, and Queen's Gambit will be shouting Checkmate for outstanding limited series. All right, let's
2: transition a bit to true crime. We've been seeing headlines with the name Gabrielle Petito for a week now. The 22 year old was on a cross country road trip with her fiance since July, but speculation about her whereabouts arose when her fiance, Brian Laundrie, arrived home in their van without her. She was reported missing on Saturday, September 11th. This was 10 days. After her fiance's return, body camera footage was released yesterday of an incident between the couple that happened on August 12th, which was the last time Gabby was seen. 911 was called because of an argument that broke out between the two, which left them going separate ways, at least for the night. There's so much here. Luckily, we have People Crime senior reporter Chris Harris to break it down for us. Hi, Chris.
4: Hey, how you doing?
2: Wow, that's it's a lot. Um, So much yeah. here. So let's just start off with what we know about her and her road trip with her fiance. I think a timeline might be helpful.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, in July, Gabby, who's 22, uh, she's originally from Long Island. Uh, she was living with her boyfriend, Brian, uh, in Florida. They kind of repurposed this white Ford van and embarked on this cross-country trek. Gabby was interested in kind of uh, documenting the experience. I guess uh, she had aspirations to become a social influencer, so there was mm-hmm. you know videos online on YouTube of her and and their trips and their travels together and what they were doing on the road and um, yeah I mean they were out there for uh, a month and a half before it seems things started uh, going sour
2: and tell me about. Things going sour. What do we know from that body cam footage?
4: Well, uh, police uh, pulled them over. They were speeding at the time. Uh, Brian was behind the wheel. Um, in the footage, you could see uh, as cops approach the, the car, Gabby is uh, obviously very emotionally distraught.
2: He
0: told me I need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm perfectly calm, calm. all the time. And he really stresses me out. Uh,
4: she tells them that they had been fighting... Uh, which is why the cops responded to the car in the first place. There there was this fight outside a food cooperative and, uh, two bystanders, uh, saw Gabby hit Brian. Brian shoved her and so they called the cops. Uh, so Mm. for over an hour, the cops talked to Gabby and Brian. They, they wanted to make sure, you know, they, they were okay. A lot of people are questioning the tactics the police used in that video and, and how they Treated her because there was a lot of discussion of mental illness and anxiety and um, things got personal Mm. at times with the police. And a lot of people are are sort of criticizing that, that that the police didn't really go in there uh, with an unbiased opinion. Because one of the cops talks about how his wife has anxiety and, and, you know, he literally says to her, see what kinds of problems you can get into when you have anxiety. Oh my
2: gosh. Do you know anything about you know, their relationship, what was going on before, you know, well, there's nothing really much after this.
4: I spoke to Gabby's father this week. Uh, Understandably, he is beside himself. He is desperate for answers and and where his daughter is. But I did ask him about their relationship. He said, you know, Brian, there was no red flags with this guy. He seemed like, you know, they seemed like a very happy couple. They seemed well suited. They they were, you know, old high school friends who, you know, later on kept in touch and, and things turned romantic. So, I mean, you know, Gabby was living in Brian's parents' house for the last year before they went on this trip. They were engaged. And so that's yeah. why a lot of people are having trouble understanding why Brian and his parents are not coming forward, not helping the police, not talking to them at all, uh, they've lawyered up and they've, they, they don't want to say anything. And, and that's very suspicious. I mean,
2: It is. I mean, let's talk <laughs> about it. Todd Garrison, the Northport chief of police, shared his frustration about Laundrie's lack of cooperation. So let's take a listen to what he said.
1: Two people went on a trip, one person returned. And that person that returned isn't providing us any information.
2: There are so many missing pieces here. Has Brian shared anything at all? Anything?
4: No, you know, he actually was home on September 1st. He drove home alone. Uh And it wasn't okay. until September 11th that Gabby was even reported missing. So he went home and... Yeah, didn't even tell anyone that he left her or, or whatever happened. I mean, we, we really don't know what happened. Um, so, so it's, he has not said anything to the police. His sister has uh, actually spoken out. She spoke to Good Morning America and she said she hopes that Gabby is found, but you know, and, and said that her brother's a good guy, uh, that he usually does the right thing. And so she, she herself can't even get in touch with him to talk to him about it.
2: So this gets even crazier because uh, apparently authorities are also looking into a possible link between Gabby's disappearance and the murders of a newlywed couple who disappeared from the Moab area around the same time. So what can you tell us about that?
4: You know, authorities aren't ruling anything out at this time because they do not have a, a, a hard suspect in the murders of Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte. They were newlyweds. Um, they were kind of living the uh, nomad life out of a van, going to camping sites, and they were actually murdered. Their bodies were found uh, on the 18th of August, but... Uh, they were uh, on. They were camping on on the twelfth and the thirteenth of August. The twelfth is actually when that fight between Gabby and Brian happened. Kylan Crystal texted their friends on the twelfth and the thirteenth about a creepy guy who was following them, um, and mm-hmm. they ended up murdered. Um, and, and and the coincidence is the the food cooperative where the fight between Gabby and Brian happened. Kylan Schulte worked there. So she mm. was working at the food cooperative when <laughs> this couple was having this argument.
2: So even the timelines crisscross.
4: Yeah. And, 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 and to be honest, I've, I've been in touch with uh, relatives uh, on both sides. And, you know, while, while police aren't. Hard and fast about a connection, the the families definitely think that it's something that the FBI should be looking into because they think it's a strong possibility.
2: Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just so much going on here. I hope that it turns out okay and she does turn up um, that along with you know so many other missing persons throughout this country we were talking about that a little bit earlier right Chris that this is one of very very many situations that are going on right now and um, it's it's wildly wildly interesting Chris thank you so much for all your info and expertise on
4: this of course anytime
2: Next up, it's time to talk style and the stars who have nailed it this past year with People, Beauty, and Style Director Andrea Laventhal. Stick around.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda.
2: The Coveted Met Gala was on Monday, and last week was Every Designer's Dream New York Fashion Week. So fashion, fashion, fashion right now. Although we're not out of the woods yet with the pandemic, some of this year's best looks are amazing. And and now I am here with People's Own Beauty and Style Director, Andrea Laventhal, with the best dressed of the year, this wild year. And in it, she and her team break down the most talked about fashion moments from some of Hollywood's. Biggest stars. So, Andrea, welcome back to the show. Oh,
1: hi, guys.
2: This is so fun. I know. It's always good to have you on and especially talking this stuff. So, from all the looks, how did you choose? Which ones made the final cut? Like, how did you whittle everything down?
1: So, basically, all year we monitor fashion. That's what we do, right? Every red carpet, every sidewalk moment, every virtual appearance. And you know, while this year still wasn't exactly a normal year, we got these moments of pure glamour and high fashion and street style streaks that, you know, caught our attention and we were like, oh, she's making the list. He's making the list for this. Just take
2: me through some of the stars from this list and what they're known for.
1: Well, I'm going to jump right to who we called the bell of the ball, Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm, so her first yes. time. On Our Best Dress List, and she started off the year and award season with such like an exclamation point of a look. She was going to the Golden Globes for the first time. She did this custom Dior haute couture dress, more than a million dollars in Tiffany jewels. Everybody was talking about her and this like pure glamour she brought to a virtual show, and it totally translated from her wherever she was to wherever we were.
2: Nice, nice. And as hard as this may be, do you have a favorite just look from this year?
1: So I have to say, I mean, Zendaya, it's like- It's, oh my God. It's unfair to everyone Okay, let's start a
2: whole new podcast right right now about how unfair Zendaya is. Yeah, we'll
1: call that (laughs) Zendaya is unfair. So we called her this year the jaw dropper. Now, this is not her first year on the list, but this is her first year- Looking like this, you know, she's always had amazing style, really cool, but this year she grew up. I mean, her stylist oh my said to us, she's a woman now. So we've been doing a little more skin. It was just plunging and ab cutouts and slits. And she did it looking really confident. And like she was wearing the clothes, the clothes yeah. were not wearing her. And that's key.
2: Oh, I love it. And so th- to talk about the guys, give them a little love. Leslie Odom Jr. and Dan Levy are also on the list, which is so fun to see because, you know, historically men tend to be forgotten or overlooked when it comes to the red carpet, not in recent years. They've and, you know, doing their thing. So what is it about Odom and Levy
1: that make your fashion antennas go up? Well, I mean, we called Leslie the breakout because he made menswear look so fresh and fun during award yes. season. The the colors he wore, the prints he even wore. An oh, al- the SAG Awards, the, that ombre. I, right? Like, you think that men have to wear a dark suit or something kind of like boring and classic? No way. Look at what he did. But the key is, as bright as the colors, as bold as the patterns, even that crazy all-over gold suit at the Oscars, the tailoring on every suit is absolutely impeccable. So yeah, he, he deserves a spot on the list, as did Dan, Oh yeah, who we all know has this love of fashion. It's just like his character. But- Unlike his character, David Rose in uh, Schitt's Creek, he doesn't take it too seriously. He says that his goal when choosing a look is to make you smile, and he does time and time again.
2: All right. Well, the Emmys are Sunday. Speaking of watching things, who are you anticipating on the red carpet and and what trends do you think we'll see?
1: So, you know, in terms of trends, I think right now it's a free for all. And that's a good thing. I think we are going to expect the unexpected. I would be so disappointed if the stars didn't just have fun with fashion. Mm -hmm. This is not the time to wear a classic black dress or you know a simple silhouette have fun turn it out we've been fashion deprived for so long oh yeah pick the unexpected as opposed yes, to yes give us colors. give old, us cutouts
2: old. give us cutting edge i
1: love it all yeah <laughs> and if you want to know who i'm the most excited for she's one of our best dressed she's my favorite Cynthia Arivo i mean come yes. on Cynthia she is guaranteed to deliver the drama. I mean, no one does over the top like her. And she's this... Very petite woman. Yes, she's the little. The yeah. looks she pulls off are big. They are big looks. And it's and like, they
2: and they don't swallow her up either. It's very, I mean, that's just her aura.
1: Yeah, she's got big fashion energy, you know? Big fashion so energy, I like we that. We call her the risk taker. Because <laughs> really, as her stylist, Jason Bolton said, there's nothing she won't wear. She loves pushing the envelope. Every time they pick a dress, they're like, how can we do something even more exciting than the last time? And since she's just coming off... Venice Film Festival wearing some really over-the-top looks. Emmys, mm-hmm. we're hearing, is going to be pretty unbelievable. So keep your eyes on her. That was People's Beauty and Style director,
2: Andrea Laventhal, taking us into the new best-dressed list that's out now and what to expect from the Emmys' red carpet this weekend. For more on that, head over to People.com and pick up a copy on stand and now sending you off into this weekend with something to make you smile. Yesterday, a little boy's day got even brighter when he received a call that was truly out of this world. While four everyday people were shot into space aboard SpaceX's Inspiration4 rocket on Wednesday, a crew member wanted to seize the historic moment and pay it forward. Haley Arsenault, who's a private astronaut, a cancer survivor, a St. Jude physician assistant, and at 29, the youngest American to travel to the beyond, got the chance to connect with her biggest fan, six-year-old Matthew Matthew from Tennessee, who has acute lymphoblastic leukemia. As Haley floated upside down on the call due to gravity, or the lack thereof, she and Matthew had a fun conversation, and the little guy even asked her if cows were on the moon. Here's what Matthew's parents told people about her mission away from Earth and how that gives their family hope.
0: To us, it's an inspiration that you see that she has made it. And that gives you the better light at the end of the tunnel that he's going to be just fine. Unlike when everybody else associates cancer with the bad things, we're blessed to see the positive things.
2: Little Matthew also says Haley inspires him to walk in her shoes one day and fly to space, too. So sweet. And may all his dreams come true. Well, have an awesome weekend. And if you have the time, be sure to rate and comment on the show on our Apple podcast page talk soon. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Darby Masters, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew, Vahid Frazier, and Josh Fisher. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartRadio and People.